Welcome to The Kingstonian, a podcast that profiles individuals who are passionate about what they do for a living, about what organization they belong to, or simply passionate about the community they are a part of. Hello there and welcome. My name is Dave Cunningham. Music is the focus on this episode, in particular one of our female vocalists with a passion for singing various styles of music as a soloist, as part of a duo, or with a big band. Our guest is Vanessa Head. Vanessa, welcome to the program. Thanks, Dave. It's nice to be here. Before we begin, I guess we should acknowledge the presence in the room of a gentleman, and that's Kevin Head, the other half of Head Over Heels. And I wanted to sort of start off with that because I wanted to remind myself of a remark that uh, Kevin made at a performance I saw the two of you at recently. It's 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 a good remark. Oh, that's good. And and the remark was get out and support live music. Yes. Was that sort of thing. Absolutely. And I guess I'd be one of a lot of people in the community who don't get the opportunity or don't take the opportunity to get out and listen to live music because there's a lot of great live music out there for sure and you are part of that particular group and that's one of the reasons why i wanted to sit down and have a chat with you well thank you you're welcome (laughs) let's go back to the beginning uh before you started singing and i would guess that if you love music and this would apply to almost anybody that you envision in your own mind yourself singing in front of other people and 99% of people don't, but you started to do that at some particular points. So how did that all evolve, the business of singing in front of people? Uh, it was a very long, arduous journey to get to this point, actually. Um, I always wanted to sing when I was little. First time I heard Judy Garland sing Over the Rainbow, I wanted to be able to do that um, Every time I hear that song and she does it, I get goosebumps and I wanted to be able to do that for other people. But it wasn't really something that I was encouraged to do. Singing was kind of a frivolous thing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, a little kid, I'd sing around the house and stuff. And when I got older, I, like any other young girl, I wanted to be a, a rock singer like Ann Wilson of Heart or um, and do that kind of thing on stage. But... Um, when I was in middle school, I had a, a music teacher who told me I'd never be a singer. And I took that to heart for a long time. Uh, middle school is what, 40 years ago. <laughs> so I stopped singing. Um, and I became very self-conscious about it. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't sing in front of anyone. I wouldn't sing in front of the car. In the car, I, I wouldn't sing in front of my dog. It, I was just so con- absolutely convinced because this person I I trusted and looked up to said I'd never do it or I must have been so terrible. So I stopped until um, I moved here about 15 years ago and and just wanted to do it so badly that I I tried it out one night and... uh, The rest is history. The rest, I guess, is history. It's scary the impact teachers have, good and bad. Uh, for sure. And, you know, teachers have such an impact on, on young people's lives that, um, you know, they, they, they really have to think about what they're saying to children because uh, it, it can last. You know, kids take it to heart. And especially if it's a favorite teacher, you know, they take that 
into themselves much more so than than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So, aside from Judy Garland, other influences way back then, people you enjoyed listening to. You mentioned Anne Wilson of Heart. Uh, what about others that uh, may jump out? Lots of jazz. I had an uncle who schooled me in, in jazz singers like Ella Fitzgerald, Sarah Vaughan. Um, I loved the Manhattan Transfer and their uh, their vocal harmonies. Uh, let's see. I also love, you know, the rock belters like Sass Jordan and, um, wow, uh, you mentioned Ann Wilson, Amanda Marshall. Thanks, Kevin. Um <laughs> So I have a very diverse, you know, uh, cross-section of singers I admire for different reasons. Um, And they've all influenced my choices, Um, not just women, men, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we heard a lot of Nat King Cole in the house, so he's a a huge idol of mine. Um, And listen to The Platters, lots of R&B, Gladys Knight. Some great vocalists in that For sure, yeah. Now, when you finally decided that you were going to get up on stage and sing, now, I sort of equate this in a sense to public speaking. You know, a lot of people get terrified, and and I'm not one who's really big on getting up and and delivering a speech in front of people. I would think singing is, like, even worse. Singing is beyond terrifying for me, and and I'm an introvert, too, so, and I'm terribly shy, so it's absolutely shaken in my boots time. But you don't show it when you're on stage. That's the Jamesons. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you decide that you're going to get up and sing. So take us to some of those early days. What were you doing? Who were you singing with? What kinds of songs were you singing? Well, um, I used to go down to the open mic at Patty's Pub in Gananoque that uh, Tom Savage, I think you know of, uh, he used to host them. And... um, I'd sit there, dying to sing, and, and at one point I finally said to Tom, hey, can we try a song after everybody had left the bar? So it was just uh, me, Tom, and the bartender, and um, one other person, and we did uh, Angel from Montgomery. And so Tom played it, and I sang it, and I just looked at him and said, so was it terrible? And <laughs> Tom looked at me and said, you're, you're absolutely fine. Like, it's just fine. And I respect Tom tremendously. So um, after that, it gave me a little more courage to do it when there were actual people in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I did that for a while. And it, it felt good. I mean, you know, um, it was nice to be able to finally get that out of my system. Now, I was looking through your singing resume that you sent me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and and aside from uh, jazz and rock and all those other kinds of singers, in 2010, you did a show with, I believe it was Cliff Edwards in Gann, where you sang June Carter. Yes, I got to be June Carter. and How was that? That was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> got all dressed up, and I got to... Uh, well, they, he had you get dressed up too. Oh, for sure. Yeah, oh, it was it was it was a little you know kind of tribute to Johnny Cash, and uh, so I, I got all dressed up in my June duds and walked out there, and we got married in a fever. Jackson, <laughs> Jackson, yeah. <laughs> and and we still I I get asked to do that song every so often. 
Now, was that one of his uh, cabaret series that he does during the wintertime? Yeah, um, it was one of the shows when he had McNeil's Landing in Gananoque, and he would put on uh, great dinner shows, and that was just one of the ones he, he did. And it was actually the first time my mother ever heard me perform. Oh, or really? Me perform, yeah. That must have been interesting. Yeah, it was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that it bears mentioning this series that uh, Cliff has done in Gananoque for a number of years now Mm -hmm. is a great way uh, to get into some live music. And there's usually a good cross-section of stuff. And right now they're being held in the Fire Hall Theater in Gann. Yeah, and that's a great venue. It holds, what, 150 people, give or take? Yeah, great sight lines. um, You know, Black Box Theater, the sound is is always fabulous. It's it's it's, it's a nice treat to go out and, and hear those shows. And it's usually music uh, by groups or artists that people are familiar with. So, you know, they don't have to worry about going to hear something they don't know. Uh, lots of them they can go sit and sing along. Uh, Kevin's going to be doing one. Uh, mm-hmm. That's Gord, Lightfoot, uh, Ian Tyson, and Neil Young uh, next month. April 19th, I think it is, 18th and 19th, Mm -hmm. or 19th and 20th, something like that, Saturday night and Sunday afternoon. Yep. And, okay, so uh, you went out on the road in 2015 and 16, and you were on the railway tracks. We were riding the rails for Via Rail. (laughs) It's a fabulous program they have. Is that the one that goes from Toronto to Vancouver? Yes. That trip? The Canadian, yes. That's right. My kids did that uh, earlier this year and, and loved the trip. Oh, now, it's I incredible. didn't hear them talk about entertainment on the trip, but is there always entertainment, or do you know? Via Rail has a, a program called Artists on Board, and they invite artists to apply to go play their way across Canada on the train. And it's a fabulous opportunity to see the country, you mm-hmm. know, by rail. Um, you play three times a day, you get accommodations and meals, and, you know... It's awesome. I don't know if a lot of people know about that program, but uh, we heard about it and decided to take advantage of the opportunity, and, and we had a blast meeting people. So do you go and come back, or do you go there and fly you can, back? Uh, you can plan your trip the way you want to do it. You can, I meant you as a performer. Well, we went both up there and came back, okay. yeah. And then we've also been out east and Going back. the other way. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I want to talk about venues. The first time that I saw you perform was with Kevin, and I'd seen Kevin perform, I think, what, 40 or 50 years ago. (laughs) But the first time I saw the two of you together was at the Cove in Westport. And if uh, I'm talking to the listeners now, if if the listeners have not been there, it's a great place in the summer on a Sunday afternoon Mm -hmm. to go and have lunch amongst the trees, and there's music that you guys are playing. How long have you guys been playing there? Well, it turns out uh, I started hijacking Kevin's gig there in 2010, um, and then we officially became Head Over Heels in 2011, and we've been doing it every summer since, and we'll be there again this summer um, for our ninth ninth summer at Music at the Cove, and we love it there. It's, mm-hmm. it's not even work, really. It's, it's, it's just so place. great. Yeah, and the Cowans are amazing people. Very much different from the RCHA Club, which is another place. It's where a I've fantastic seen you venue, just completely different. Just completely different. It's a small venue. Yes. It holds what eighty people. 
I Somebody think. told me. 80 people seated, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And the first time I saw you was when you were a guest vocalist with the Big Fat Horn Band. And if folks have not, uh, Rick Flanagan's been on the program, as has Michael K. Myers. And if folks haven't seen that band, it's, it's a 10-piece band in a room with 80 people. Yeah, and they're awesome. And a vocalist. So how was that? It was terrifying. <laughs> It's, it's a lot different than just... Uh, Everything's terrifying. Well, yeah. Uh, well, it's all so new to me. And, uh, you know, I've been doing the duo thing with Kevin for a long time. And it's a completely different dynamic. You know, if, if something goes off the rails, we just kind of look at each other, all raise an eyebrow, and then we continue on. But mm-hmm. when you've got uh, a 10-piece band behind you, you've got to be really on it. And um, it was I was thrilled that Rick asked me to do it just beyond thrilled and um it was great fun i got to do some really neat songs that i'd always wanted to do so it was great um i'm hoping i'll get to do it maybe do a bit better job next time round. <laughs> i had fun doing the program with rick but when i watch him up on stage as part of the band he, he looks way too serious yeah <laughs> <laughs> doesn't smile enough to suit well, me. it's hard to smile when you've got a saxophone <laughs> mouthpiece in your mouth <laughs> One of the one of the things I wanted to sort of chat a little bit about, and you mentioned Kevin, and the two of you have this duo called Head Over Heels, and Kevin's been doing this. We're joking about it, but he has been doing this a long time. And uh, I was watching him when uh, you guys were playing with Blue Monday, which was a couple of weeks ago, and Kevin is very much a showman. Yes. He's he's very entertaining, but that comes with spending a lot of time up on stage and doing different things to cover mistakes you may make or just <laughs> <laughs> or just to be entertaining. How do you feel about, you know, as someone who is a self-admitted introvert performing with that kind of individual? Well, it's great cuz it takes the pressure off me. Um You don't have to tell the jokes. I don't have to tell the jokes, basically. We've always almost got a sunny and share dynamic. Um, kind of, you know, sort of, <laughs> with not as good a wardrobe. Um, but uh, yeah, Kevin, Kevin's actually been great. I, I wouldn't really be doing this if it wasn't for him because he's been so supportive and he, and coaching me and trying to help me relax and, and just, you know, be more in tune with myself. Um, so uh, it, it's great. And he kind of brings me up. Um, so, and, and I'll watch him. I, I really enjoy his silliness and, uh, you know, one of us has to kind of be serious in the band. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when you're sitting around preparing songs to sing, whether it's with the duo or whether it's by yourself with the big band or whatever, uh, how much choice do you have in, in picking the songs? Well, with the duo, usually, um, Kevin... Well, we'll argue about it because we have very we have very different musical tastes. Mm-hmm. So I'll bring him something um, that I really love, and he'll kind of go, oh, "Are you kidding me?" And then he'll bring. Usually, his his choices are somewhat better than mine. Um, and with the big big fat horn band, um, they've they've got a, a selection of of tunes that you can choose from. And Rick was really great to work at because um, I brought him some stuff and. He worked with me on doing some charts, so it's it's kind of nice. And 
Kevin and I, we like to pick songs that they aren't necessarily hits. They're just songs that we find interesting, that that appeal to us, that we can do something with. Um, We try to steer away from the really popular hit songs that most people do. We like to pick things that we can, uh, that we just love, that we want to bring to other people's attention. Or you take a song that was a big hit for somebody else and make it completely different. Sure, yes. Uh, Screw it up beyond recognition, as he says. uh, Come together is a good example. (laughs) Yes, yes. By the Beatles. Yes, that that we have a lot of fun with that one. Mm-hmm. That's a good song. Um, one of the two. One of the things I wanted to ask you, um, as uh, just curious to know. So you're up on stage and you're singing a song, and I imagine the more often you do it, the more relaxed you get with the idea of being up there singing a song, perhaps by yourself. What are you looking for from the audience when you're singing a song, or do you d- just tune them right out to focus on the song? Um. We're always looking to see if uh, people are maybe tapping or smiling or maybe, I've, you know, if someone's singing along and they know the words, that's that's great, too. You know, you see them and they recognize it or they're enjoying it. Um, but I try not to look at the audience too often because I, I will, it, it, it does throw me off. So I'll, I'll probably look at something way beyond um picture on the wall Yeah, because, you know, before I would just close my eyes and, and that doesn't work very well. You can't really engage. So it, I, I have to find a balance between kind of looking around, connecting, and then... But as long as nobody's throwing anything, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> now, you work full-time. I do. At another job. Yes. Is this some is singing something that you see yourself doing full-time somewhere down the road? No. No. <laughs> Do you, want, do you want to amplify on I, that answer for me? No. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually love my day job. I have a fabulous day job, and the people I work for, the two owners, are so supportive of what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and, and I have bills to pay, and we can't have two working musicians in the house. Because <laughs> January and February can be exactly. a little Exactly. It's dry. a little quiet. So what kind of plans have you got for this summer besides your gig at the Cove that you do every Sunday? Uh, well, we're going to do a couple more gigs with the Blue Monday Band, which has just been a total gas for us. Um, it's so much fun to play with them. They're amazing. So we'll be at the Limestone Blues Festival uh, down at Confed Basin. And I think we have a show later on that the Friday evening at Megalos. Um, and we're, we'll be playing... Uh, the duo will be playing uh, Picton and a couple of other places, Belleville, and of course at the Cove. And then I think we're going to try and line up another gig with the Blue Monday Band at the Cove, kind of to celebrate our fifth anniversary married and also 10 years of just being head over heels. So that'll be fun. That Blue Monday Band, one of the things that I noticed about those guys is that they keep showing up in different configurations in different gigs i was at the blue monday show that you and kevin played at and i think it was ken hall and jake were zach, at an, zach yeah. sorry not jake zach we're at um 
the Georgette Fry show mm-hmm. at the fire hall, I think, a couple of days later. or, or Yeah, it was a couple of days later. There's a lot of these guys around town who just play. It seems like they play almost all the time in different configurations. So they're playing different styles of music and learning different tunes. And I just find that amazing. Well, they're so good, you know, and, and uh, they've played together for such a long time. Zach and Ken have played with Georgette. Uh, Zach, Ken, Mike... Rick were with uh, Grant Heckman, the original Blue Monday. Rick has a couple of bands on the go. They play with Mike Myers in different configurations. But I think it's because they are so good. And when they come together, even in a rehearsal, they're, they're just there. Like, they know it. You, you, you don't have to worry about anything but singing because you know these guys have your back. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just so there. And they're wonderful to work with. Great. We have run out of time on the program. And I want to thank you very much for coming in. Enjoyed our conversation, and all the best to you. Thanks very much, Dave. Thanks for having me. Vanessa Head was our guest on this edition of the show. If you want to catch either Vanessa, Kevin, or both live, do a search online for Kevin Head Music and get a list of their upcoming shows. Theme music for the program is Stasis Oasis, a tune written and performed by Kingston musician Tim Aylesworth. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about any of our episodes, please send a note to the Kingstonian Podcast Facebook page. This is Dave Cunningham from Kingston, Ontario. Thank you for listening. Until next time.